0: You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review.
1: What a bizarre thing we've created.
0: Now with your hosts, Adam Thorne and Mark Hampton. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Joined, as always, by Mark. How you doing, Mark? Good. Welcome back, brother thank you thank you sleeping great as i was saying before the pod very very jet lagged. yeah this has been rough
1: well you'll it's like time travel man it's messed it up it is it's like uh, you're traveling back in time to uh yeah <laughs> to ancient times to where America, the world is on fire the past <laughs> <laughs> you missed almost all the fires
0: i know yeah no fires since i got back here in oh, l.a man thank god for real poor people did anyone die I wasn't Ooh, following I didn't, it too uh, much. You know, I knew some houses burned down. I not think anyone died.
1: At least not that I saw
0: <sighs> Thank God. Anyway, today we have Kyle Kalinske. Is that how you sell it? Kalinske? Yeah. yeah. Podcast 1373. Kyle is a political commentary dude on YouTube. Um, I didn't know a lot about him before he came yeah, on. Either. Liberal guy. Um, I like what he had to say. He, uh, he makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. He, really, he really did. And, um, you know, I always wondered, too, because, because oftentimes when you're categorized as either a Republican commentary dude or a liberal one, right. they, it, it seems like just after a while they take themselves to the fringes of their own belief system. Like you almost become extreme... Of whatever party you're in, just because of the people listening, they almost require you to be that way. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like he—he he didn't seem wacky to me. No, he seemed you know, pretty. He's not like the opposite of Fox News, dudes. Yeah, he
1: seemed um, pretty level-headed for the most part. Well, and I think he's yeah. not also—you know—he's more of an internet guy. Not that the, the internet's usually where you go for the crazy extremes on both sides, but he's not beholden to anyone for or, or anything. So I, think that, I sure. think that helps. He doesn't have to...
0: Do you think it makes a difference, like you said, not being on, like, you know, an, a national syndicated show yeah. where you've got a lot of, like, you know, who watches the news? O- old people. Right. And the old and people me. are writing in <laughs> and they're complaining. and Right. <laughs> but when you're on YouTube, though, you've got a younger demographic. Maybe, they, maybe they're more into just listening.
1: Well, I'm also... You
0: know, rather than... F- forcing you to be more extreme
1: well i'm also curious too i mean it might also be an example of those organizations those news organizations tend to go for the more extreme um because that uh, will generate the most buzz so maybe he just doesn't fall into that category yeah like clip Clickbait, right? Yeah, but for soundbites. exactly, exactly. Incendiary <sighs> shit, things that's gonna, you know, thing that'll, things that'll enrage one side or things that will enrage the other.
0: Well, it just gets nowhere because then you're like, okay, right? One guy's screaming, impeach him. The other one's like, he did nothing. Right? I'm like, well, it's obviously something <laughs> in between. Well,
1: I mean, yeah, it was like one of you a year from now, one of you is gonna look pretty stupid to quote Liam McGarry from The West mm. Wing, but um. <laughs> it's it's true <laughs> but it's true that's why you know a uh, slight tangent that's why um i like chris cuomo on um cnn because that dude is i mean he's his father was governor of new york his brother is governor of new york both democrats so you kn- you know where his um his uh allegiances lie in terms of politically but the dude's straight as a grizzly's dick and he's always about challenging both sides, challenging the argument on both sides, which I really appreciate. He's like, bring your best and let's see you know, where we can go. I've always appreciated that. It's not it's not a partisan effort. He's not uh, he, he's not yes. news comfort food. You don't go to listen to you don't go to hear your side validated. He challenges it. And I appreciate that i I think I'd really like
0: to have you know maybe like three guys, all girls, whatever that one is one's the Republican, right? one's the liberal, right. but again they're they're just like you're saying they're they're balanced in the mm-hmm. sense of like that they're, they're listening to both sides like uh, and how you could test that is you could put them both in a room, mm-hmm. have them talk to each other like on Joe's kind of setup, and there's a dialogue, there's a discussion. Right. You know, people don't hate each other exactly. for it. It's it's only when people start getting mad. I'm like, all right, there's something going on here more than what you're talking mm-hmm. about.
1: Well, at that time, it becomes, it's teams, it's team sports. It might as well be, you know, Red Sox and Yankees fans arguing with each other.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> well, I say that, but Boston Yankees fans might disagree. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: No doubt, no doubt. I was surprised when they started. They kind of opened up on the whistleblower mm-hmm. front. I mean, I know a lot of that's in the news anyway. But some things that they that you don't hear about, and I definitely had not that I follow a lot of these sorts of events really closely right. anyway. But they were saying that Chelsea Manning mm-hmm. is in is been put in jail again for something else. Like I guess she has some some dirt on Julian Assange, or or they think that she does. Really, and they're like charging her like a thousand dollars a day. Yep. To be in there, and you know they're just. This is a person that like didn't didn't she try to commit suicide at I think one time? So because of what she had to go yeah, through, because she was and because now Obama
1: pardoned her at the end, I believe, or at least commuted her sentence or something like that, right? Yeah, but they they, they got, got her again. in on something else wow. now. God, they can just fuck with you forever. Yeah, they really can. Well, and that I mean that and, and Ed Snowden, who you know Joe had on two weeks ago. It's i guess the question becomes what if they like what you're whistleblowing about it's one thing and if they don't it's another right
0: yeah well they're never gonna like it if you talk about america doing fuck no shit, they're but not i'm sure you could out they're not you know but if you out other countries yeah you're just called a reporter i'm pretty sure 100
1: percent. well i mean there's nothing i mean supreme court's held up many times that a reporter is passed on Illegally obtained material, they are not liable. They can still publish it, and they're not liable for um, that illegality. They because they didn't commit the crime, and because freedom of the press. So that's you know huge loophole. So that's why the all the reporters that Edward Snowden leaked to, they're off scot free. But Ed Snowden has to live in uh in Russia.
0: Ah, I yeah. get it. Okay, so let's say for example, if you did like the Watergate thing mm-hmm. today. But those guys were reporters. But if you were a reporter, let's say it was me and you, right, going into these offices right. and looking at stuff, would then we be like whistleblower traitors or what? If
1: we went in and stole the shit, or is that a bit? They we went into the Watergate Hotel and stole the uh, stuff from the Democratic offices. That thing. Yeah. Well, well the Nixon. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. 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 We, if, were, if, yeah, the people. If we had figured the it people out, people committing the crime. Yeah. Oh no! If we'd figured it out, like as reporters. We'd be we'd be fine. No, just as people. Oh yeah, no. So let's say we're not. Reporters. If we'd stolen that stuff, yeah, we would be uh, we'd be we'd be guilty of theft. Yeah, I mean that wow, was the big so thing. That's where it comes the cover down up to. for Nixon was way worse than the actual crime. That was the whole. But to find out he was behind, kind of behind the whole thing, that was what you know. That's what really did him in.
0: So I think the trick is for any wannabe whistleblowers out there, um, get just hint. To your reporter friends mm-hmm. and stay the fuck away. From well,
1: and, and just from a, a legalese kind of standard operating procedure standpoint, Ed Snowden didn't go through, quote unquote, proper channels when he, whistlebl- when he was doing the whistleblowing. He leaked to the press. Um, this whistleblower in the um, Ukraine scandal right now, he went through the proper channels, um, he or she. Uh, went through the proper channels i think that's that's your that's your legalese difference right now i'm not saying Ed snowden deserves to be exiled in russia because i actually think what he did was pretty noble um i don't know the new chelsea manning stuff so i can't really comment intelligently on it but um this whistleblower currently went through the whole like the step by step you're supposed to do when you're um actually filling out whistleblower complaints so, that's your big difference right now. <laughs> Filling it out. There's like a There's form. There's like a form. There's a pamphlet like, that you get. What? And it's like, follow these steps
0: or be exiled <laughs> <Exactly>. to Russia.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sir. You didn't check this box correctly. We have a one-way ticket to Russia for you or prison. <laughs> ah, <laughs> damn it. I should have worn my weeding glasses. You missed glasses. step four. Oh, dear. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. There you go. Google it, folks. Yeah. Google how to do it. Absolutely.
1: And you, too, could be a whistleblower. I can't whistle, so
0: well, I'm Well, maybe... Done. Yeah. Maybe maybe Snowden knew that even going down the proper Wouldn't, steps he was going to get nothing would have happened. They were
1: going to get nothing would have happened. Who uh, to They would have closed him 100%. down. 100% to whom? Go to whom? I mean, he was like there was there was no one to go to. He he had only run recourse. Nothing would have happened otherwise. Nothing would have happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course this led into the the new whistleblower stuff and, yes. and then they were talking about the impeachment things. One thing I found pretty interesting is how how they talked about how Trump never goes on the defensive. Like he and it's it's not even to say that he doesn't apologize no, he, as a strategy. But let's be fair, like most politicians don't anyway. Right. Like they've got a clever way of just like skirting it. They nobody wants 'cause I it's it's weird psychology. It's because of who they are. It's almost like to ever apologize shows some sort of weakness that i guess they think you know globally we can't recover from like if your leader looks weak that's it so all they do is just either ignore it and talk about something else say that they don't really understand it Mm. which is a really great deny 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 or yeah or immediately go on the defensive which trump loves Mm -hmm. to do he's like well i did that well he did that yeah it's kind of like a five-year-old, tat, yeah. but it is very effective when you're listening. You're like, oh, you're like, it, it tricks your brain almost immediately, mm, it, and then you got to take a second and go, what the fuck did he just yeah, say?
1: It's, um, it's, it's a little gaslighting, but it works. There was actually a study done um, that uh, about politicians that um, and it used to be that the recommended solution, if a politician was involved in any type of scandal, small or large, would be to apologize. You, uh, Bill Clinton did it during his um, the Monica Lewinsky stuff when he got caught. The um, whole thing from the map room, he stood and he's, you know, what I did was wrong, and I apologize. Blah 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 blah. But they found recently it doesn't um, actually pay dividends for a politician to apologize at all. In fact. It takes the um, it r- ignites the other side up more, and it takes any ability for your side to defend you because like, nobody moves on anymore. Because we're we're in a different stratosphere now with social media and twenty um, four hour news cycle. So um, yeah, that's one of the things they said. Don't don't just fight, 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 fight. Don't uh, don't apologize. But yeah, you're right. It's so it's so strange though because
0: on a personal level, mm-hmm. like if it's me and you or even someone we're having a disagreement with if you can it's almost like the tension builds in person so much mm-hmm. that when you the, the it's almost like the, uh, the aggressive side and the defensive side are both exhausted from the from the interaction right. that when somebody just says look uh, i fucked up i'm sorry let's know, out of the even if the other side isn't immediately like oh i forgive you they they it's like the tension drops mm-hmm. people are happy they can move exactly. on exactly but on a grander scale I mean, it, what you're saying suggests that that's impossible. Well, I mean, it, it just, just doesn't it doesn't work.
1: seem to doesn't seem to work anymore. I've always found that to be an interesting thing, anyway. This whole idea that you to make an apology to this aggrieved group that doesn't like Bill Clinton slept with an intern. You know that sucks for his wife, and it's it's conduct you you hope that the person presiding over your country wouldn't engage in but let's be real they're politicians they're kind of scumbags um but um, yeah i completely lost my point i have no idea what i was saying <laughs> <laughs> well with that
0: one honestly i mean she was a kid oh too. yeah 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 she's like the same age as his kids. Exactly. that's the really fucked up part right. about it no but it- it's even worse and then and then made her feel like shit about no, but it. like lied about it made totally. her like She's fucking like what how old was she like
1: 19? Uh, she was in she her 20s, really she was young. in her 20s. She was a little older than Chelsea okay. but not much older. No, uh, the point I was getting at it was like but uh, but who was really hurt by this? People were like bothered but who was like really hurt? So th- this interesting idea that you have to apologize to people for something y- you did even though they're not really hurt by it. That's a very kind of interesting abstract concept to me. That's very well, it's like how celebrities have, celebrities to, do it have to online yeah. after they've s- something said something stupid. fucked
0: up. Well, you know, but what you're doing is you're apologizing to your celebrity. It, it, yeah. You've become this thing to people that like you. Yep. Right. And when you're a president to the nation and that you represent them. Because, like, you know, we'll say, oh, before Louis' scandal, oh, Louis' is one of the best. Louis C.K., right. brilliant, genius, comedy, God. If we saw him, we'd be weird around him because of how freaking, you know, much of a fan mm-hmm. we are. And then that happens, and it's like, dude, I've been saying how great you are for like ten right. years. You made us look foolish, and now you know, I almost look like a yep. dick. it's that sort of thing. I think is
1: what they're there, what they're needing to apologize. Totally, for. of course, absolutely. It's a it has it's a psychological component but it's um yeah i mean you come out anybody comes out and says you know the wrong word or some idiot celebrity dresses up in blackface or some cultural appropriation mm. costume you know it's so like you have to you have to make the apology or and it hurts your brand if you don't it hurts your brand if you don't well i
0: guess making the doing the thing in the first place is bad but right. like you said once you admit to it now it's one of those you know bill o'reilly moments where he's like i can list four times that he's been proven to have fucked up right and then it's boom 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 and the show's done in 10 minute segments. Mm-hmm. and it's like well if you had a real conversation you'd find out that it's the same egregious act regardless as if they apologize right. but when they don't like trump doesn't you really can't stand there and he, like you could list a bunch of things yeah. but it could easily be argued that they're like well he didn't take he didn't say he did anything wrong and it wasn't really proven that he did. So it doesn't, it just becomes more of a discussion. Totally. It's harder for them to use it against yeah.
1: that politician. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I guess they're going to keep doing it that way. That's would, a shame. It certainly seems, I mean, I think there are going to be some things that are just beyond um, ignoring. Uh, but, you know, but then again, Trump is, Trump's only apologized once in his political career for anything. It was the Access Hollywood tape. That's it and that was because oh grabbing a pussy yeah. and that's because it's, everybody was like if you don't do this you're done like it's cl- so clear that you <laughs> like you have to and you know it, it and is he recovered. crazy
0: that that seems to be that seems to be the achilles heel though it's always like some sexual misconduct always. but when you think of actually being able to do that job efficiently mm-hmm. even though it is gross that you do things right. like that it's like the least important um reflection of how good you are at doing that job. True.
1: Although it was a, it, was, it certainly was eye-opening as to how he views women, that's for sure, and his own celebrity. Well, yeah, true.
0: But again, it doesn't but matter. Clearly if you're didn't... a forklift driver, mm-hmm. and a really good forklift driver, but you keep running into people and killing them and denying yep. it, and saying it was their fault because they got in the way, but somehow you don't get in trouble for it, and then all of a sudden, we find out that you grab someone's ass in the cafeteria. <laughs> well, it doesn't change... Your ability to drive that forklift at all, it says a lot about you, right. and we, we all love to jump on that and be like, that guy sucks, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change that portion of the job, but it seems to take people down. Oh, it should. It really does.
1: Well, I mean, it does. I mean, because, I mean, we're kind of a British nation anyway, too, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Kyle talks about um, some of the stuff with Biden's kid, right, making 50 grand right. a month. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it goes back to the businesses that Trump's kids of course, run. Of yeah and how trump is positioning things for them to make more Mm -hmm. money but then he references back in the day jimmy carter had to sell sell his his peanut farm farm or something yeah Mm -hmm. now that's that's almost along the same thing because that's an egregious act right it's Mm -hmm. taking his presidency and his power Mm -hmm. and making it you know being able to abuse it the same as with biden you know, right. he gave his kid that position. I'm sure.
1: Well, and you, they were able to do definitely, these but again, definitely. I, I mean, there's no doubt that he got that. He got that work because of his association with his father. I don't know if it's as. I don't know if it was as clear cut as Biden just calling up a guy and being like, "Yo, give my kid this." But the, I mean, Hunter Biden clearly. I mean, the son of the vice president. It clearly made it much easier for him to land some of these high profile gigs. for for sure. Sure.
0: And that that shit must be happening all the time. It's almost, but I mean, to a point, it must be very difficult. Imagine being the son Mm -hmm. or the nephew of somebody really powerful. And then all of a sudden you get this internship opportunity that leads to a job at this big firm. And you're like, well, I fucking know why I got in the door. Right. And a lot of jobs, once you have the degree for it and the basic training, mm-hmm. you can do them at almost any right. level. Unless it's a very specialized, like doctor or surgeon or fucking, you know, aeronautical engineer. Right. But a lot of these are like manager meetings that you sign off mm-hmm. on and do some presentation and go play golf. Right. So it, it, it's almost difficult. And I'm not making excuses for any of them. No. Like for Trump's family or Biden's one, but... Shit, man, someone starts paying you 50 grand a month to like go to a few board meetings and you start thinking that it's like your intake, your input is actually that valid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could believe it. I would. I'd be like, yeah, I'm worth that.
1: Well, and just the understanding that his name alone garners influence and not just for himself, but like for that company that he is a board member of you know so i mean hmm. even that in it intrinsically is its own value that he brings simply because of who his family name is yeah i mean i yeah. I, I thought it, I, I thought it was crap i first heard about the, i mean it was i we only all first heard about this shit when it started going down this summer um but i i mean i said on a previous podcast i thought it was shit and i was like you don't it's like if it was one of those things that like he got a job because of his name in like Oklahoma on a board, I'm like, well, I, that's fine, but I don't know dealing with foreign entities, foreign countries, especially when your father was in pow- was in power. He wasn't the president, but he was vice president. He certainly wielded a lot. Really gray, gray area, really shady, and um, I don't, I don't think it should be done. I don't think the children of elected officials should be using that influence on an international level. Do it domestically all you want, because you can't influence worldwide policy, but if you're gonna do it on an internet you can't you shouldn't be able to do it on an international level. That's my opinion at least. Well you've already got a lot of opportunities Tons. for sure. He ain't I starving. gonna be connected. Yeah. So
0: carefully select something that's not gonna come back and kick yeah. you in the ass. Stupid too. I mean stupid They've probably got a lot of like potential insider trading knowledge that they could just Very pull well, from i mean you know and that's bad too but there's a lot of different avenues they could take and at sure. the end of the day
1: you know they that might have been entirely above board there might not have been one thing wrong he might not he and his he biden and his son may have never discussed anything but what do they always talk about and like and especially in like political shows or any of that stuff or movies? It's like you want to avoid the appearance of impropriety. You don't even want to be able to have these questions raised, much less looked into. So Well, especially if you're planning on running for president in yeah. the future, which Biden is. It was is. just dumb. It was just dumb. So and that's a good No good. Yeah. And then you have and then on the other side you have Ivanka literally Getting patents in China while she's there on official United States business—that's you know—that's all. That's all. Boy, that's the so balls? The up. balls! It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's like they do it in plain sight, so it's almost harder to. Well, because prove you it. were
1: like well, clearly, it must not be wrong because they're flat doing it in front of us. It's like you almost like it's like at the bar when people just like walk out with full beers. I'm like, did the, like the they're very confident about how they were doing this. Did someone tell them they could do this kind of thing? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's almost like, well, the people that get away with it at, at the bar, right? When you're working on the door yeah. and they're leaving with a beer, if they don't know, or they're not even thinking right. about it, they definitely have the highest chance oh, a- of absolutely. getting past you it's the one that Because they don't look nervous. They might even ask you a question, and you might not even realize that exactly. they still have the drink in their hand, and they walk mm-hmm. off. It's almost like how I feel Trump, gets away with shit he's just like oh i didn't know yeah well no it didn't happen that's how you learn yeah it's something
1: i agree what
0: did what did you think about his so i guess there was a picture way back of trump eating like a taco bowl saying like i love Mexico oh yeah or something like uh, that right great picture everyone remembers Mm -hmm. that love it very funny um and you know obviously pretty racist but <laughs> still just like it's just fucking when i saw that i was like this can't be real he didn't post yep. that because that's fucking hilarious yep. but he did. he did well they zoomed in on that picture and his desk drawer is full of pseudofed mm-hmm. and i can't remember if they said it was the type of pseudofed that was that has the pseudofedrin in like the meth right. um, component yep. but then it goes back to the fact that like hey is he microdosing meth And is this a thing? Like, we know from the past. We know that JFK Mm -hmm. um, would take, one, a lot of painkillers because he was in a lot of pain. But he would also, I think, do some injected meth or something similar. He needed some energy because he was was ill for a lot of Mm -hmm. his presidency and tired. Hitler was doing it. He's injecting himself with fucking liquid cocaine. Mm -hmm. I mean, is... You know, it's almost like if we break down what Kyle was talking about in the podcast, there's like three or four things that politicians need to do. Inject themselves with meth, <laughs> deny everything, and pretend that they don't, that they, you know, go on the defensive whenever possible, never apologize. It's like none of these things are good character- no, they're characteristics are terrible
1: characteristics.
0: Yeah. Are there any good ones? Is there anything that these people have that they're like... You know, is there a, something on the list of ten things that a president should know and do that you're like, oh, that one's really nice?
1: <laughs> that's a that's a damn fine, Tough, that's right? a Damn fine question. Well, the
0: I think what's on there now and what's changed is don't cheat
1: on your wife and get caught. Yeah, don't cheat. Oh, because although, but here's the thing that that deny, 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 deny. That's what Trump would do if if he was caught cheating on Melania. I mean the 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 number of accusations that have been leveled against this dude are astounding. Like I will I've not slept with the no, as many people as he's just been accused of sexually harassing in his entire life. It's insane. Um, but yeah, it's just always deny, deny, deny. So he could be caught sleeping but with. But nothing's
0: somebody. come up since he's been in president, like a president, nothing. Yeah, you know, there's been and, no. And let's say it has. Let's say it did. I think it would be much harder. I think that that one is, like, of all the points. Mm-hmm. Remember, I'm just making a list of, sure. like, 10 things you should try to do. It's like, listen, you're the president now. Hopefully, you fucked enough people, and you're old, right. and you're probably a bit impotent. It imbitant. doesn't work anymore. So just focus on the shit that you're doing. And, you know, even if you follow these other rules that make you a terrible person, right. don't do that one, because it will destroy mm-hmm. you. Somebody will find out, and then it's just a headache beyond, and it takes it back to that whole, you know, Right. The sexual misconduct thing is the way to get
1: chopped down. It is. I don't know if it would hurt him. I don't think so. The number of things his supporters apologize for or push under the rug or dismiss out of hand is remarkable. I don't really think it would hurt him. I think they'd come out and be like, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't support that. And I don't think, you know, but it it doesn't take away from the, uh, from the job he's doing. Just like you said, he still drives a great forklift. So we're going to let him drive the forklift. Yeah. Right. I don't care what he's putting his dick in. (laughs) Kyle Kyle's obviously a big uh,
0: Bernie mm-hmm. fan, right? No surprise. That's his guy. Uh he loved Bernie being on the podcast. Yeah. I think um I think that, that was huge for Bernie. I don't I you know, I'd be surprised if Bernie even realizes the impact. I mean, it's the most downloaded w- one of the most downloaded ones that, that Rogan's had, I believe. Yeah, Makes it's sense. up there. You it's hard to gauge because you just have to look at the YouTube numbers. Gotcha. But then you can speculate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but massive and it's a whole new audience in a lot of yep. ways for him you know younger people aren't so into following these little sound bites. and let's be fair it's easy to make bernie look crazy oh so easy he's doc brown from back to the Wait, future he's got a minute <laughs> yeah he's luckily he can spew some things in a short sound bite, but he doesn't do it very well he does it okay. okay but once you sit down with him and he talks mm-hmm. like this i mean that, that was thoughtful. huge
1: he's got stuff to talk but about yeah. yeah it's true
0: and and I like Kyle's take on the universal um medicine too, or the medical care, right yeah. here. Because it's always the question. Like I'm from England, we have it there, Canada has it, different countries have it, and they're always saying, Well, you can't do it in America. There's too many insurance companies, there's too many this, there's too many that, it's too expensive. It just can't do it. But he's saying cut out the middleman, make the government the insurance right. company. So that there's there's no other groups that are basically just taking that They're, like, moving the thing. They're, like, the broker... 100%. ...of, of the whole policy. Mm-hmm. And you've got to wonder, these guys are making good mm-hmm. money, you know? Oh That's yeah. a job. It is a job. You know, that's putting their kids through it's college. True. And to believe that it doesn't even need to exist
1: raises the question, like, how many fucking jobs don't even need to exist? Probably a lot. A lot. Well, that, I think that's... I mean, that's one of... That's always been the biggest stumbling block for me. And I think... And, and to be perfectly honest, I... Loath insurance companies i mean the number of horror stories that you hear on a daily basis if you look for them is insane but at the same time there is a, a health care is one sixth of our economy so that's a sixth of our economy economy dedicated to that work that you would if that if you did medicare for all which i am a huge fan of but if you did it that's a that's a sixth of the economy that gets completely changed it's a lot of jobs that go away it's a lot of jobs, and that is a scary prospect. Which is why I don't feel like it's going to happen soon. I feel like it's going to be—it's no. got to be a gradual, gradual build to it. I think it, the first option should be offering um, an insurance option from the government, basically, kind of th- kind of thing.
0: Right. The- they kind of do
1: anyway, don't they, mm-hmm. with, like, Obamacare? Kind of. The, you like still have of. to buy insurance on the open market. Like, you still... The, you, Obamacare gives okay. you subsidies. Obamacare simplifies things. But you still have to buy private insurance with, um, with a public option, is what they call it. It would offer... Um, it would basically offer government insurance. Um, so, yeah. it, which is good because it offers <laughs> an, an affordable alternative, which... Um, in turn makes the other insurance companies have to be competitive because if they're not people are just going to start going into the public option and then at a certain point you start changing that to an opt-in for medicare for all so we'll keep private insurance but if you want to do medicare for all you'll you know you'll do this and that'll be its own thing because of funding and stuff like that and then i think gradually you start lowering the medicare age and then you start Allowing these opt-ins and eventually it just becomes all-encompassing, but it it has to be a process. You can't just throw a sixth of the economy off the payroll. It'll it'll devastate. Yeah, I
0: kind of feel like hospitals themselves, like UCLA, should just have their own plan. You just buy, it's like a hundred bucks a month, and then yeah, you use that hospital. And all right, that's not ideal if you're out of state or whatever, but it's way better than having zero insurance. And if you live close and you're mostly always there, you're more, you know, around that area, you're more likely to get injured in that area. And then they just deal with it directly. They're like, well, this usually costs X amount of $1,000, but with this plan, you get 80% Mm -hmm. off and there you go. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Anyway, I thought Kyle had... um, a lot of interesting mm-hmm. points, and I like the way that he talked. He seemed to throw out things on either side. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm a bit of a fan of that guy. I have to say, yeah, man, uh, I really liked him. And um, you know, I'd recommend anyone on either side of the aisle to check him out just for a bit of balanced um, representation. You know, I mean, if you're right wing, you're not going to like everything he says That's for, sure. for sure. But but you might get you might just get a bit of a different insight because uh, he really goes into detail on how he explains things. And he's a young guy too. I mean, he's only 30. So he's going to evolve himself. And I think he's going to be, you know, a really big name in the political commentary hemisphere. Like, you know, I mean, he is big now, but but I think really going to be something special. I liked it. There was a lot of knowledge in this one. I gave that one an eight out of 10. 10, It's it's a must listen to, even if you're not that big into politics, which I'm not. Because you got to get caught up every you now do. and again. So I liked it. I liked it. Changing gears slightly, we got podcast 1375, Edward Norton. I was so pumped when I saw that Norton was going to be on the podcast. It just always makes me think when they get these kind of A-listers yeah, on. Holy shit, who's next? You know? How? When? When is the fucking Rock going to come <laughs> on? You know? I mean, The Rock was at the UFC, The last uh-huh. UFC. He gave the belt Yeah. On the bfm the bad motherfucker belt um it was it was a big deal and i was like man i wonder if joe could be like hey you want to come on my podcast um who's next you know so i loved it and what a really kind of thought-provoking dude even joe said it he goes you're you're really kind of um reflective and and, um uh, and compassion you know just it was almost like not a backhanded compliment but he even said it he goes well you know he goes what do you mean and joe's like well because you know you're an actor mm-hmm. he's just kind of making it like
1: straight up actors are dumb <laughs> they can be I like that they sure as sure shit can yeah. be um he wasn't pulling any punches yeah it's all. a soulful guy he's an interesting guy how many great movies is Dude, this guy been? can't even name i mean them if you
0: so many
1: primal fear his first uh his first his first that role was was his first role ever he was yeah. nominated for an Academy Award. He was. Award. So he was uh, I read that book, um, before the movie aired. It was before he's even turned into a movie. My mom recommended it. I was just a kid, um, and I remember that. And that twist ending is in the book. And I was like, "Oh my god, who are they going to get to play this kid?" And, Of course, it was an it was unknown. And now you look back and it's like, "Wow, it's fucking Ed Norton." Like launched his goddamn career, but he's amazing. Mm. I love. I like how they talked about how di- certain people
0: kind of changed their own um like their their career but for everyone like how marlon brando really changed acting. Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it it went from you know the jimmy stewart type your vaudeville to like a tough guy that's emotional and real Mm -hmm. and I, i never really thought about um things like acting that way or like seeing how it changes like obviously movies change over time but you really see the mm-hmm. difference so you may not see too much of a difference from like the 80s till now but if you go back and no watch you a will be from like the 50s it's so well, the
1: different. 80s was the uh 80s was the era of the super tough guy beefed up i mean it was sylvester stallone it was arnold schwarzenegger it was towards the end it was bruce willis and then because i've read many articles about this and then you get to the 90s and you became and then the action hero became more soulful and thoughtful and it began with keanu reeves and speed that was the beginning of that era um, and then you had a di- kind of a different action hero in the 90s, more soft-spoken, a little more of a romantic lead and less of a tough guy. Um, so that pendulum kind of goes multiple ways, and, and they just go off what the audience likes. So a sci-fi movie comes up where shit's blowing up, does well, 800 more movies are greenlit. Same thing with vampires and everything else. So they saw Speed, they were like, oh, this is what they want now, and then they go for the soulful action star.
0: Yeah. I gotcha that's interesting
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's an interesting i
0: mean it, it's gonna go like that we even talked about bob dylan yeah like how he changed music in his way and true. how even being as young as he was you know he just had this real connection <laughs> to what he was doing he wasn't going to be pulled in any direction through mm-hmm. fame he was just like this is this is my sound this is what i'm doing now you'll like it or you want exactly it. and that's that's a ballsy thing to pull off in your 20s. It
1: really is. But, you know, he's also Bob Dylan. <laughs> it's yeah, not like me. High as fuck. <laughs> exactly. Give shit. And then, of course,
0: the same with radio. Howard Stern. Yeah. I mean, if, if anyone changed... I mean, he's the GOAT. He
1: changed oh, that shit for sure. Period. End of sentence. Like, that dude completely transcended everything. I mean... Th- Were there people doing three-hour or, like, no. longer? No um radio shows before no. no not a chance not a n- i didn't I mean, think so your morning shows maybe but there was a lot of music in between and stuff like that but he really changed but he was pushing boundaries of what was allowable on radio like having women come sit on like vibrators and shit and orgasm on the air and like sending people into tizzies and stuff like that that was really how he changed it more than anything yeah, was the content. I mean, he got fired a Tons. bunch, but how the fuck he ever got to stay on the
0: air because was amazing. His,
1: because he drove, that, he drove that forklift well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because people listen to that shit. That's why. Yeah, and in his
0: personal life, it wasn't like he had a lot of his own controversy, right? He was married for a yeah. long time. I mean, it wasn't like, was it, you know, it wasn't, I don't remember really
1: hearing anything about, all oh, the womanizer that he is. Yeah, it was all like, a bit. It was all, yeah. if you see the movie Private Parts and you read his autobiography, it was all, it was all a bit. It was all bullshit. He was really just a loving family man. He just had to do this shit on the air because he was like, this is the only way I'm going to get noticed. This is the only way I'm going to get ratings. This is what I have to do. Right. He's like a lunatic about cats too. Have you heard about that? He has fucking loads of cats.
0: He's always adopted no, cats. No, I love that
1: yeah that's <laughs> great right i fucking love that it just seems to make sense like it just suggests he really hates people <laughs> totally totally <laughs> well as everyone knows if you have a bunch of cats you hate human beings that's, that's it's just true just that's just true. science so edward has this new
0: movie that he wrote produced all this <clears throat> uh motherless yeah Brooklyn. so I mean, I don't know if he really wrote it. Right, it was a book first, but he must have made the screenplay for it. Yeah, he adapted the uh, he adapted the screenplay for sure. <clears throat> I haven't seen it. No, um, I don't go to the movies a lot, and I wanted to watch it before I did this podcast. But just like anything with traveling, I enough not have time. Have you heard much about
1: it? Um, I have not. Is, is I it haven't well? heard much. Of it. it didn't do well. It didn't. It opened really soft. I don't think they. I don't think anything did well. No, nothing this, did well. Nothing. Did, everything was down. Um. Dr. Sleep was down. Midway was down. The Irish. Irish Irish Mm -hmm. but Yeah, but that's going to be mainly on Netflix anyway. So they're going to do a limited release. Terminator bombed. Um, Bombed. Yeah, I don't know. Now, quick shout out though. The girl and I went and saw Jojo Rabbit this weekend. It was fucking amazing. Everybody go see it. It's hilarious and heartwarming and everything you want in a movie. Jojo Rabbit. It's about... um, it's about a little Nazi boy. Um, he's like in Hitler youth and his mom, um, is hiding a Jew in their upstairs. Um, like upst- one of their upstairs bedrooms and he discovers her. Um, and they form like a friendship, even though he's a little, little Nazi, but it's his, it's Taika Waititi who directed like, um, uh, what we do in the shadows and Thor Ragnarok. He's a bit, he's one of the big up and coming dudes and filmmaking. And, um, yeah, he did, he did this and he also plays, um, hitler in it but it's hitler is this child's imaginary friend it's absolutely hysterical everybody should go see it it's oh, wow. absolutely like the first five minutes you will be crying you'll be holding your sides you're laughing so hard
0: oh that's For pretty room. sweet I'll oh, check yeah it out.
1: but it, a funny movie with nazis in it. it's, it's, that's it's hysterical um yeah sam rockwell's in it scarlett johansson's in it as well um, rebel wilson great little cast um kids are amazing in it sam's a legend a legend he's so good in this movie too he's but yeah um mother's brooklyn no i have not really heard that i'm sure i doubt they expected it to really do well i mean it hasn't really been pushed a lot like i don't see a lot of commercials for it or anything like that i think it's one of these things that they're they fully expect to get um award nominations for golden globes, oscars, SAG, all that stuff, and that will, is what will begin the push at the box office. So they kind of have a slow and steady wins the race approach as opposed to get everything in the first weekend. That's what I was kind of yeah. thinking
0: too. It's got a great cast. Amazing though. cast. I mean, Willis is in it. There's some great people in in this for sure. They only had 45 days to make the movie, yeah. he said. That sounds fucking Dude. nuts. How long do you usually get to make a movie? Like, I know you've worked on sets and things like that. Well, like, I mean, the, you're... What? You're, I thought that you had it de-
1: a month? Depends. Like it depends. Indie films shoot, like, 28 days, something like that. It's 28 to 30 days. Um, but big, your big budget, four to six months. They'll do that. They'll shoot, like, a page a day. And it'll take that whole day. Just you know, Especially, like, your Star Wars, which has so many effects and stunts and all that stuff. So you kind of need that. Um, but yeah, your indie films, you know, they're shooting eight pages a day, which if you haven't worked in film, that's a lot because every shot is a new lighting setup. So if you see them in a close up and then you see them in a, in like a medium shot, or if you're doing the super wide where everybody's in the shot, those are all require an at least an hour's worth of setup with setting your lights, getting your camera ready, getting your actors ready, blocking it, all that stuff. It takes a while, so to to do forty five pages or forty five days for that shoot. It's pretty um, it's 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 pretty hectic.
0: But well, it's impressive because it's like a, ty- a period piece yeah. too. So you know you got to find all the views and angles and show the city without showing like a modern, exactly. super modern building, and you got to make sure the cars are old and all the signs and like that's fucking not easy. No, it's I'm not. Sure. That's not. It's- that's impressive. I'm I'm keen to check it out. You yeah, know, I, I don't think I'll run to the theater for it, but uh, just hearing about it, like hearing how thoughtful the conversation was. Edward Norton is is so chilled, and you know, they even got into this bit about Hicks and Gracie and coming in to do like the meditation breathing scene in the Hulk movie. Which yeah. you know, not a lot of people I would recognize recognized Hickson, but yeah, but as a jujitsu guy, I mean, yep. he, I, you know, I know he's mm-hmm. a legend. And it, he, he really would be, like, one of the most perfect people to learn to meditate and calm your aggression exactly. with. I mean, one of the greatest fighters of all time. I mean, it's he, he's like the real-life Hulk, mm-hmm. in a sense. It's kind of beautiful that Ed would put that together, even though he knew not a lot of people would know who that is. True. And obviously, Joe loved that fact. And you could tell that Joe is a huge fan, and it was it was really cool. I wish the conversation had gone on longer. It was a short one. Yeah. You know, I could have just really sunk into it. I was on a train going somewhere from Paris. I can't remember where, but it was just, it was beautiful. It was like just a nice train ride, looking out the window, we had some wine, and I'm just listening to Edwin Norton just tell me a story. And uh, yeah, I would have liked a bit that's, longer. But I I know these that's guys amazing. are amazing. That's, that's a wonderful story. I
1: believe I was on the toilet when I listened. <laughs> <laughs> but I did but well we've all got to be but somewhere. I did have wine
0: <laughs> nice wine on the toilet yeah I give this one a nine out of yeah, ten man. for sure maybe just because I'm a bit of a big fan but um I loved it I I thought it was great and uh hopefully he'll be back on pushing <coughs> excuse me pushing other so. movies and I'm I'm really pumped to see what other a-listers movie wise get on because we do we we really don't know these no. actors You know, the same thing you get, you get a Jimmy Kimmel interview where they barely say anything and then just their movies. Yeah. We don't really know who they are. I like to, I like to have that, that extended period of time. agree. Anyway thanks as always guys guys, for downloading listening and ladies uh the the four women that probably we love you and the rest (laughs) are just dudes yep but uh thanks a lot we got some big changes coming uh up pretty soon so keep an eye out for that and as always you can email us at joe rogan experience review at gmail.com and then follow us on instagram um the joe rogan experience review podcast thanks guys and uh thanks mark